Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Uh, I was just noticing my mom is in town and Indiana, who, who we typically have to uh, put outside of the room and de-wine him far away, <laughs> you know, with, with take his collar off, is happily sitting next to my mother's side outside. So um, there's no reason for us to get rid of him this week. No whining uh, at all. Yeah, can we just, uh, when she retires, have her just be our uh, indie wrangler? Uh huh, yes. Yeah, indie wrangler, indie writer. Well, you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. The voice you're hearing. Uh, on the other side that is not mine the other side the other room the i'm actually looking at him right now is our sound engineer our amazing producer uh brian lucas is here guys hello 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 (laughs) um brooke is disposed uh at the moment but brian and i this is part one of our wedding episode so we thought what better way than to have us as a somewhat shiny example of marriage (laughs) Yeah, somewhat shiny works. Uh, We've been married almost 10 years. Obviously, we work together on many levels. We are so happy to have Brian as our amazing sound guy. Turns out, guys, just marry a sound guy, then start a podcast, and they have have to make the show happen for you. Yes, yeah, there's no choice. Um, But he's been with us, obviously, since the beginning and with me for a very long time. Um, So we just wanted to jump into some headlines first before we get the show rolling today. I I think the thing that is on everybody's mind this week is or not trying to put it far, far out of your mind is the Delta wave that is coming through. Uh, it is no fucking good. It's nope. yeah. So ninety three percent of all uh, coronavirus cases now are Delta virus. Yeah, I, yeah. We've talked before. Variant. It's it's definitely going to be the um, the dominant uh, variant that is going to come through and take over everything. You know, in the bouncing episode, the past two episodes, we've definitely talked about how um, restaurants and bars are now requiring vaccine proof or testing proof of a negative test in order to come inside. And this just hot off the press that de Blasio in New York City issued a vaccine mandate for restaurant diners and workers um, is a new thing. I assume this trend is just going to expand to different cities, bigger cities as um, as the days go by and numbers rise. But essentially, uh, this from the nation's restaurant news, restaurant workers and guests who hope to dine indoors in New York City will have to show proof of at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine starting August 16th through and uh, though enforcement won't begin until September 13th, they're saying. Um, and, you know, hopefully I think in 30 days you can get a lot of shit done. So hopefully a lot of people will wake up. And I think we're already seeing 
seeing the numbers rise of people who are getting first shots. As of yesterday, I think Biden yeah. said it was 70%. I, I believe so. And I mean, you know, France has done this across the board and they've, it's been effective. They've yep. seen people yep. Italy up, as well. You know, it's, so it's happening. Hopefully that trend continues here and, you know, more cities will see the success hopefully in new york and jump on the bandwagon and absolutely and you know i think first and foremost we all obviously want to protect ourselves and our coworkers as, as you know people in the service industry but also like you know across the board everybody should be should be safe we hope and you know i i know that we you know don't always want to lean so hard into talking fucking COVID and pandemic it's so been so unavoidable and yet here we are again kind of at a this pivotal moment like we were you know like a year and a half ago right yeah um so it's it's, well, a, it's a hot topic <laughs> and, and did you see that i mean i don't know if you, i don't remember if you guys spoke about this already but that stupid restaurant in huntington beach that's requiring proof of non-vaccination right, right. how the hell do you prove you're not vaccinated right nobody's so, handing out uh cards with proof of non-vaccination right so again orange county like the defiance uh i don't know they're what the like the, the fuck you i'll show you uh you know community that they can be in some ways you know not everybody obviously has has those thoughts and feelings that lives in orange county but like historically they're they're you know a little you know more conservative down there um when los angeles started like saying oh we'll need to see proof of vaccination of course there was the the restaurant that pinged up in huntington beach that was like we require specifically non-vaccinated people. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> asinine thing. I mean, yeah, I just don't know how you prove you're not vaccinated. I have proof. I, I, I don't feel good at all. Here's Let all, me in for my sandwich. Here's all my personal <laughs> medical information so that you can see that I did not get a vaccine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, there's always going to be the a flip side of a coin, you know, I think is all we can say about that. You're dumb. Let's get rolling. You guys, as far as server submitted stories go this week, um, we have integrated them into the actual episode themselves. So, you know, it's going to be a fun little, <laughs> I'll say walk down the aisle of a two-parter for weddings. Uh, yeah. It, it, but, you know, if, if you guys have any fun server submitted stories about weddings working weddings your own shenanigans you have seen or you know just regular old server submitted stories maybe how things are navigating now that like delta's back out there and you might be shifting back to like an outdoor model or just a to-go model we're always here to listen you guys know this is our favorite thing to read um just give those over to sideworkpod at gmail.com and I want to hear stories about we just keep hearing about the bridezillas and the horrible moms, the be, uh, mother-in-laws. Let's hear about the shitty grooms and father-in-laws. So you yeah. got those stories. Yeah, you guys. Brian has requests, too. Brian, any other requests for server submitted stories, not just wedding related now that you actually have the floor? Um, Just, I don't know, requests. Uh. The most ridiculous things in the world I want to hear about. I like the bouncer stories. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are the radio DJs and Brian is the first time caller is all I'm saying. Give him his requests. Um, but you guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, babe. Um, but please enjoy, you guys, part one of Weddings. We'll see you next week for part two. Bye. Here we go into <laughs> this week's topic. Um, get into the this, another two-parter coming at you because it's summer. We're in the, I'll say it again, the dog Delta days of summer, Brooke. That is going to be the new saying, the Delta days of summer. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's our big day. We've said yes. We're gonna we're gonna jump the broom. We're gonna tie the knot. We're gonna smash the glass, whatever you call it, and get into weddings finally. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, it really is crazy to think about how many weddings that have been postponed that are now trying to compete with the brand new uh, crop of weddings that are happening. Uh-huh. And there's also ah, another wave of scary uh, COVID-related shit going on. I mean, there's God- a goddamn backup of weddings. Everybody, you know, it's, it's the, the drain's clogged. <laughs> yep, yep, we are. We are log jammed with weddings. We're log jamming. <laughs> uh, but today we want to break down uh, the first, you know, half of... Uh, of what it's like to, you know, work this chaotic day, someone else's best day of their life, and you're just someone, uh, you know, shelling out maybe some melon prosciutto skewers at. Melon prosciutto skewers, or or you're the person who I think has the really sweet job, which is like uh, coursing out like the dinner salad, which are usually on those really light little glass plates mm-hmm. and it has about three pieces of iceberg on mm-hmm. it. So like you're not hurting your back at are all. Are they preset? Carry- Who knows, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I I think the thing about this episode and as much as we will keep it as service oriented as possible, of course it's going to get personal. Oh. We've we've all been guests at weddings. Oh yeah. We all have opinions about weddings over all the stuff that has absolutely jack shit to do with the service aspect. <laughs> but I think this might be a first in its kind of like we're really really going to focus on what it's like to work uh work at these disasters <laughs> completely. <laughs> Um, and you know, we are going to integrate today's server submitted stories, like interwoven into the different topics that we bring up, which is going to be super fun for us. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Be like to validate our research. (laughs) Oh, 100%. And I, I went hard. There are, there are so many fun Reddit threads. Uh, one is just called wedding shame (laughs) and it's, it's a really popular thread where you can go to shit on a bad wedding or a bad wedding experience (laughs) and everyone, you know, votes you up or down piles on, gives you a gold star. If you've got a great story. And when you go down that rabbit hole too, you're like, you're like, I have to, I'm like, I'm spinning off the rails. Cause none, this is like drama about like 
you know, a, a dad not attending a wedding because he wanted to be the best man. And it's like, you're father of the bride, you dummy. And then I'm like, oh, oh my God, this isn't even about service. I'm like, ah, oh, like just all the other drama. So just think about those levels of nonsense. So that guy's being coming like, a, in. like a dadzilla. Is that what you would call that? A- so there, there are like, <laughs> you know, yeah, there are dadzillas, mobs, mo- mother of the brides are just referred to as mobs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm like, that makes all the it's sense. It is a mob. Yeah. It is it's a, a mob. huge mob. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think I think mothers leave their body a little bit uh, when it comes to just from a personal <laughs> experience. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Um, let's let's jump in, you know, and just off the top, right off the top. Top jobs, top jobs at a wedding. You're going to be a server. Right. That's pretty. Much of course. The big one. You're going to be that bartender. Everybody's best friend in the whole world. Oh yeah, Let's, or worst enemy, uh, or worst enemy, or depending worst on enemy. what kind. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. you're gonna cut me off. I don't. Who knows? Who knows? Um, bussers. I mean, I feel like it's depending on the place, server, busser. You're kind of like one and the same, a- mm-hmm. and absolutely food runner. Just running food, food runner. Get that or food if out. you're on the on the catering end where you're just replacing the chafing dish full of scalloped potatoes, <laughs> and everyone is like, "Where'd they go?" Why are you taking this away? Like it is it um weddings are just really really intense um to work at because you know um oh Andrea I also like you could also get which can which can be like a really it's a end of service job but a real pivotal one if you're the cake bitch yes. as you Yes cake if you're bitch. the person who is plating a bunch of wedding cake and offering it and serving it, that can get really ugly. Listen to this. <laughs> this is straight off Reddit. Okay, so this is a hot story, hot gossip, right off Reddit already. So my ex-sister-in-law's cake was three layers, in parentheses, uh, too small for everyone, <laughs> and looked like someone had squashed one side. The person who baked it was clueless and left that side presented to the crowd. So I had to take off the topper, turn the cake around, put the topper back on. What happened next was the person, the cake bitch, who was designated from the venue, took the cake after the bride and groom cut it. They removed the top part of the cake and then cut the entire thing into little squares, one inch squares. So either you only had a piece of all frosting or all cake. (laughs) And like this, I'm sorry, this is the kind of thing I would do because I don't think straight when I'm like, like, cause there it's, it's sort of like, uh, are you cutting along the bias or against it? Did you go vertically or did you fuck everything up horizontally? And then instead of asking, do you want a piece of chocolate or vanilla? You're like, do you want all cake or all frosting? (laughs) Well, I think that and it's it's hilarious just to be like, we're just trying to make it last. And like for the cake not to completely crumble itself while like cutting it into one inch squares is fucking uh, hilarious. Um, but yes, so even even that job when you're like, uh, you know, the, the night is winding down, you know, I've got the part that where like everyone's dancing and they come grab a little piece. Of, you can even fuck that up and ruin the night <laughs> and have a bad, have a bad, bad uh, experience. Like it could be going perfectly and then you are the person. It's all who fondant. Did the <laughs> yep. Um, oh I, my God. I think when we're talking about weddings too and like these big events like this that we, we should emphasize that like primarily your job is to kind of just be invisible, right? You're, you're absolutely like, no one is going to ever remember 
the cater waiter who like delivered their plate of food and like got them more wine. You know, it's just no, yeah. they they only remember you when things are not going yeah. their way. Yeah. Um, then they're like heat seeking missiles coming for you. Yeah. You There's know? also they're like, do you know how much we paid every all day long? You're just hearing people say we paid X amount for this. Right. You know, absolutely. All day long. There's also too many distractions at a wedding to even like acknowledge like your server I think I just say a lot of thank thank you thank you so much yes I'll have more of this yes that right. but like um let's break down the spaces uh where these weddings can be held hotels all right so we're th- throwing it back to the hotel episode what what it's a wedding slumber party uh you know and for a lot of people it's easier to have the big wedding hotel because it's like one giant bundle right Absolutely. Like you get you get that block of rooms discount, you know? Yeah. But like budget or lavish, it's going to go all night long. I feel like this could be the space where like, especially if it's like a whole weekend of guests where you like, you know, the servers might get to know the guests a little bit more in this case because they're just partying all weekend. Like you're just going to see them at their best, at their worst, when they're sleepy, when, you know, all the things. And I've never been to Wait. Yes, I have been to a hotel wedding. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> especially when there was like a big block of rooms and it was like big after party and then the bars kind of closed early and then I was, you know, still young enough and with a certain group of people that I was quite young with and we partied all night. So that's what weddings are about anyway. You just go all night. There's, there's always the weird guest, you know, who is the person who did go to the grocery mm-hmm. store beforehand <laughs> and has four handles of bourbon oh, for their par- after the party, party, room. The party room. in their room, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, like the, you could, you could have already partied hard enough at a wedding and then you go to the after party after hours. Uh, we were at a wedding. There was a Duracho that night, which is like a wall of wind which travels like one and it's it's enough to cause tornadoes and set off alarms. So the sirens went off. Oh I mean, I, the, I saw the wall. It was like a wall of debris and rain that came like right at, right at us. And we were like, we should go inside. That was fucking crazy. Everybody's like outside drinking and smoking cigarettes in the parking lot at that point because the bar is way shut. And then everybody has to go to the storm shelter. Um, and then you have like employees who had been cleaning up the banquet and the party room and then dr- some drunk wedding guests, some sleeping wedding guests, like everybody's thrown back together in this tornado wow. shelter from this wedding oh we went gosh. to. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that this wasn't necessarily a topic that we laid out, but my brain just immediately went there too. It's like, well, weddings and the type of service you're providing is all about the season, yeah. too, which, like, obviously the most popular time is the summer. And everyone is just like, why do you make people stand in Texas in 100 degree heat? <laughs> and then you've got true. your caterers. You know, it, it's just it's a very uncomfortable scenario. You're you're a classy uh, late fall wedding, not late fall, but like nice early fall I like wedding. I fall lady. wedding. I mean, but Me I too. think that's when you're going to see a lot of like 
people passing out is those hot summer weddings, you know? When like yes, this- I passed out at my uncle's wedding in the church. There was no air conditioning mm-hmm. in the Lutheran church mm-hmm. in the dead of summer. And I was one of the bridesmaids and I had, you know, it, it's like you're just standing up there and they don't tell you, you know, they're like, don't lock your knees, but you're also just trying to hold still. So you lock your knees. You're not breathing. It's really hot. Yeah. Boom. You- I went down and then my little brother went down Jesus. also. I know. Oh, God. Uh, banquet halls being the next one. So like really similar to hotels, you know, it's like a big package deal. I think it's hilarious. Like the rooms all vary in sizes, not unlike funeral homes. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. But what's, what's hilarious is the one big bathroom for everyone at the several (gasps) parties. Yes. That is so true. So there's like, there's like crossover of like guests on guests. Oh, yeah. And you've got all the sandwich boards or the easels that have the big being like the Pescatella Pescatelli wedding is this away <laughs> and the this and, you know, you could have like a Russian wedding in one, a Jewish wedding in another, like all of these wild versions of getting married all like kind of mashing together in that bathroom when the ladies are like splashing water on their face. I mean, and like what a wild place to work at a banquet hall and see the shit like rolling all summer. And I'm going to give a shout out to the wedding singer, the movie, because I feel like it really is the only movie that does an amazing representation of what it's like to work at a banquet hall and do two weddings. And like, I watched it recently and I was like, actually just for like waiting tables in general, and like they do a really good job. And so for anyone who has no idea what it's like to work in one of these banquet halls or catering situations, just imagine the most glass racks you've ever seen in your life. You've never- The highest stacks of chairs in the world. The highest stacks of chairs, and then they get those like dollies. So, because you're stacking, you know, probably 20 pallets uh-huh. of drinking tumblers, then your wine glasses, and you've, you know, it takes like four you're people to roll this mountain. Yeah. Of, it's so much tableware and breakable stuff. And the whole, yeah, there's just nothing in it that isn't meant to take care of masses of people yeah it's essentially like if you know the cater waiter like they built their own you come to their house you know i would say it's almost like that and there's such a specific smell for like to (laughs) especially things that come in bulk like that i don't know because it's just kind of the same thing made over and over and over again yeah it's it's never like the only like pleasantries I can think of or like you know when they start to bake like the warm rolls and the bread you know to go out on the tables uh-huh. while you're waiting for your dinner and you're like this smells pretty nice I could get down <laughs> with one of these rolls every other thing you're like I don't want any of it this food is trash yeah, this is definitely a preset salad situation I'm gonna say oh yeah like, with with the raspberry vinaigrette because oh, that was so of God. the moment so of the moment in the late 90s and 2000s That's and you were like this is a fancy hilarious <laughs> um restaurants being the next one so like this is obviously happens this could be for a smaller party you know i think this is an interesting thing like as a restaurant server to be like we close the whole restaurant for like private wedding events and not to take away from rehearsal dinners which are huge at restaurants 
huge. And, you know, that's like if you're the space that has that one sort of side room, you best believe everyone's eyeballing it for their rehearsal uh-huh. dinner and their their night of family dysfunction Absolutely. prior to the big event. I feel- we, used, we used my restaurant where we worked at, Andrea, for my uh-huh. rehearsal dinner. We sure did. We had the whole back room. And rehearsal dinners are fucking weird. I feel like people are or they're always shuffling in late. It's like, should you be fancy? Should you not be fancy? Like it can, people get fucking wasted at rehearsal dinners, like even more so than they do at weddings. I just think there's a lot to unpack it's a there. Lot, there's a lot because it's like, you know, because obviously it's the bridal party and real, it's like your closest, it, it's like parents on each side. And if they haven't met one another, mm-hmm. this and that, they don't have their own corners and camps it's and true. friends and families there yet. <laughs> so they do, they really start in with the Johnny Walker, you know, yeah, speeches and, are given like to break the ice, you know, things. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, I had, I had a situation. I was so, like, Oh my God. You know, especially when you like, you're traveling and you're paying a lot of money to stay somewhere in an Airbnb and whatever. And I'm not going to name names, but this was a New York based wedding. Uh, this, I had a boyfriend for three years and because he was a little bit younger than me, it was that period in time when every human he knew got married because it was young 30s. Yes. And so I went to 14 weddings with him in the span of our three year relationship. Wow. It was so crazy. But one of these, um, they gave us the wrong place for the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> and we were sitting in some weird townie bar, sort of like, should we order? We're like, this just doesn't seem right that we're the only ones here. And then finally, someone picked up. We got a completely different address and ended up at this like badass huge ritzy place out in the woods everyone was done eating and the open bar had just ended no. and we were like we're like what the fuck we're hungry and like i i know so i was just like oh my god people can even like really fuck up the rehearsal dinners I mean, too yeah yeah i think Anyways. as a server for the rehearsal dinners i feel like it's usually like tame enough unless but sometimes and let's admit it you guys like you know if it's a humongous wedding you're talking about a rehearsal dinner that might have over 100 fucking people at it and then like the next day who knows and we'll get into size in a minute but like those rehearsal dinners can be just as fucking crazy this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Um, 
So museums, landmarks, national parks, you know, like usually I feel like when these are venues, you work for a company that's on like a special vendor list. that's like pre-approved by the right, spray, right. by the space. Um, but like, you know, having bridezillas or not, it's probably pretty fucking cool to bartend surrounded by priceless works of art and dinosaur bones and like, you know, like slicing up cake next to the Grand Canyon. I mean, I it's mean, pretty fun. That, that, you know, I'm trying to think of some like really cool, you know, my friends got married kind of, you know, in downtown Detroit in front of like the, uh, the DT, the Detroit Institute, the DIA, it's called the DIA, mm-hmm. the Detroit Institute of Arts. And so it was like really picturesque because like on the steps in front of the museum, they're just like huge, really dope sculptures. And you are kind of like, whoa, we're like having a scene here, you know, and also anything could go wrong. Anyone <laughs> can walk by and interrupt us <laughs> and do whatever they want. I mean, that was like the actual getting married part. And then we were kind of shuffled over to a more enclosed um, uh, like garden that was a part sure. of the museum yeah. if that makes sense for like for like a um a cocktail hour mm-hmm. and then I think we had to go to a different situation which I'm always like that's cool you get everyone wasted no food then get in your car and go to the <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's just the place how, for dinner I know. you're like you guys didn't get me a trolley hiccup um I know <laughs> I but yeah the 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 kind of unique uh just sort of like we are um we're a, we're a geode and crystal palace I know. and yes we host weddings the you know and you're like fuck yeah the field museum in Chicago I think is still one of the most expensive places to get married at in the city and like you yeah. literally have like a t like T Rex bones like as your background you know it's pretty fucking dope to be like, what a metaphor. Maybe our marriage will last as long as those dinosaur bones <laughs> forever. Um, but uh, and, and, and and you know, he, weddings are getting really creative now. Um, so the next venue could just be a fucking field in the middle of nowhere, aka my weight mare. That's my weight mare is always a section in the middle of a yep. field in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. Um, but this happens with weddings all the time. You have to create a fucking five-star pop-up restaurant in like two days. No big deal. Um, I was like, Andrea, I love how you're weight Mary. You're like, I'm truly out in the middle of a field. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you are, you are actually in the weeds. Mm-hmm. I'm literally. Like, it's, li- it's literal. <laughs> Your brain never... gets so fucking it's, uh, you know, I know. inception-y. Yeah. Well, um, you know. Uh, so this is from salon.com talking about, uh, crazy wedding venues on site catering. I was an on site catering chef for many years. One disaster that really illustrates the magic of catering is when we did a wedding in a vineyard in mid July, 102 degrees. The wedding coordinator from our own company planned the kitchen on the other side of a stone wall. So we were blocked from being seen by wedding guests. Our quote, quote, kitchen (laughs) was atop an area where they burned grapevines at the end of the year, so our footsteps kicked up microscopic particles of black soot that got on everything. That's crazy. The bonus was that there was a wasp nest near us. Wasp, yeah, that's sarcastic. Wasps loves okay. meat. Wasps love meat. Fact. <laughs> White Anglo-Saxon Protestant love men do, too. Meat. So we had a hundred pounds of filet mignon going in hot boxes. It was the worst day of my life. 
but we got it done and done well. At the end of the night, the very happy and drunk groom called out the kitchen crew to come and take a bow. We refused. He kept calling us out. Nope. He came around the corner and took one look at us. So he looked like the chorus line from an Al Jolson movie, complete with blackface. Oh, God. We were covered with soot. One of my eyes was swollen shut from a wasp sting. He gasped, giggled, and said to the mic, never mind, and just started laughing. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. And soon they became like a museum exhibit with all the wedding party coming to see us. That's fucking horrible. Good God. I mean, so here is like we're sitting here going like, oh, please, please, please take us out of the churches. Take us out of the banquet halls. We all grew up doing that. And you're like, oh, I'm so tired of this cookie cutter. We know what to expect. But but you're right. These why? So it's really interesting to hear this story and to, you know, we're going to go into this like on-site catering arm of weddings, but Mm -hmm. it's so funny that this whole trend popped up, I think, as a backlash to like you and I probably went to a wedding in a church and then the banquet or the reception, you know, that was at the banquet hall, like you were saying, Um, and it just all got to be so cookie cutter that at yeah. some point, everyone's like, we're going to, you know, like the whole advent of weddings in barns all through the 2000s and the, <laughs> yeah. and the country charm with the string lights. And you yeah. have to set I, the whole goddamn place up and fire, yeah. and you have to fire so fest your own wedding. I know. I know. That is such a good thing to say. Like everything has to be so perfectly Instagrammable now. Like I think you look at... um videos of weddings from like the 80s and it's like it's very much like the wedding singer it's like a shitty banquet hall like nothing really matches it's the same like tablecloths it's the same caterer waiters wearing the same outfits like you know a nice 80s like bang huge like baby's (laughs) breath in the hair situation I have a photo um, of me with baby's breath in my in my little French twist. <laughs> yep, in my French twist as a uh, yeah, as a young little bridesmaid. But I think I got to a point, you know, we were like, "Oh, I'm craving something different." And then after probably about my 12th uh nature-filled pop-up, you know, <laughs> surprise, it's a wedding in a field and you're like, "Why the fuck am I wearing heels? They're just you they're like spikes in this muddy field yeah. that I'm trying I'm, to walk uh, and- on." Well, here's the thing with all of these expectations and all of these venues, like there has to be a backup plan no matter what. Yes. Like, and it, because you have to work with the catering company to a T, the wedding planner does to make sure if everybody has to pivot suddenly for weather and yes. we all know this is going to happen, um, there have to be two, there ha- always has to be a backup option. There, th- like, and, and just it's like, in case. And like you said, that back backup option is usually really weird and uncomfortable and involves a storm shelter with like (laughs) 150 people all crammed in there together yeah I think I got to a point where like dead heat of summer outdoor venues I was like this one's indoors fuck yes and I was like it's in like a classy country club oh I'm coming so hard (laughs) like I was so excited like to stay clean and cool. And I was like, well, I welcome it. Well, and 
as a guest, if you have to drive to the middle of fucking nowhere, guess who else has to drive to the middle of fucking nowhere? The catering team. Your bartenders, your catering team. Uh, I've been seeing, there's this really um, great little bottle shop in Burbank that I have attacked about a little bit, but they were originally a bartending company first, which they still Mm -hmm. are. And like even on their um, fancy free liquor is them. I have to look up the name of their little bartender catering company. But they post the most adorable photos. Um, and we'll get into like bar drinks in just a sec. But they're super fun, and you know they'll they'll set up an entire amazing bar at your in the middle of a fucking vineyard. And I was just looking at what they did, and it was literally like between rows of grapes, like a, a table that one long table that seats fifty people. I mean, I'm just like, think about as a server, like, you're just like, cool, there's snakes and like twigs and things I'm going to trip over and fall over. And again, get stung on the eyeball by a wasp, apparently. Oh, it goes, it goes on. (laughs) I've, I've grabbed some other goodies from Reddit talking about venues and, and what we're going to get into too, which, okay. So now you're either at your, at your venue, which never moves, or you're the on-site people, the setup for a wedding is like it's like when you sign on for a wedding you're like say goodbye to everyone for like 16 hours <laughs> yeah it's very true like you don't just show up and like they're like you have table this and this and this no 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 no, no, no it's no, very no, no. different you are everything and you do not show up in your serving outfit you change into that after you go clean up from the hard labor you're about to do Oh, yeah. You are <clears throat> polishing. You are folding. You're sweeping and stacking and fucking you're you're making everything picture perfect. You're putting the you, you know, you have probably along with the venue, you have the blueprints of what the table setup is. You know, are we are how are we setting it up and how many place settings and you've got to follow it to a T. God forbid you mess up and leave a chair off and a uh, place setting <laughs> off. And so like there's a lot of dragging and building. You know, and you might you're going to have to build your stations uh, where the mm-hmm. food is, your stations where you're going to have like water refill, like all of this crazy stuff that just doesn't exist organically mm-hmm. um, in the moors of up, Scotland. You're probably putting up piping and curtains. Oh, yeah. To create these stations, too, which is a huge pain in the ass to do if you're in charge of that. A lot, a lot of black tablecloths over those ugly ass banquet tables, you know, (laughs) a lot, a lot of candles to light (laughs) so many tea lights, so many tea lights. Um, But the setup is a bitch. And you're you're usually from what I remember, that's maybe four hours, at least in and of itself before Mm -hmm. the service starts, which we'll get into like the service itself. But then let's not forget the hours of breakdown after that as well. That's a big old day. Well, so I have, you know, I've done I've done the catering events too, where like, like you said, you are out in the middle of nowhere. There isn't a dish pit. So you are bringing back in the van all filthy plates. Dirty dishes. Just dirty I know we've everything. talked about this. It's crazy. You just scrape and stack and like you just, and then someone has to do it later. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. But which, which, you know, it makes sense though. You can't just, you can't set up a whole dishwashing station. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. And you know, if, if the people have this level of money to make this happen, like you sure as hell ain't going to do them like fake glass looking plastic plates. That's a no, no. It's got to be the real thing. 
I just am like, who's in charge of like driving all the dirty dishes back I, after everything has closed down? I would you call. Know, most I, weddings are going to be done by midnight, you know? I feel like you should that shit up. pack that shit into a hearse. It just feels like a job for a hearse. Like, here are all the dead dishes. Here's There should be a special kind of siren. <laughs> That's great. That's great. What's it's this so from gross. Wedding Shame that you found? Oh, I love God. This 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 thread. I love it. Okay. So this is just someone kind of, you know, anonymously shaming their friend's wedding or whatever. And this just plays into this planning situation too. And I, I feel like we're shaming, but also what why people do this is there are like really good takeaways for what not to do, what to watch out for, because you will screw everything over. So this this someone posted says my friend was one of those brides that just chose the first thing she saw when she liked the venue. She believed the ben- she believed the venue people that if she oh they were doing the thing basically like oh if you don't sign the contract this minute we're not going to have your date available. So it was like only her and her mom who were there checking it out and apparently her fiance just said do what you want. So this friend saying I went with her to a wedding vendor thing held in their ballroom wedding room later and realized it didn't seem very big. I mentioned that but she said they claimed it holds 200 people and it was bigger than it looked. Here we go. Well, she oh had a 180-person seated dinner reception. The tables were so close together and jammed in. The servers took over an hour to serve all the guests their dinner and half of the people had to eat cold food because they physically, the servers couldn't physically reach the other people, this was a this was a 200 person fire code capacity, meaning standing only, not seated. This did not account for fucking tables. Um, so never take the word for however they see how many people they fit. Go, okay, but how many seated at a table? But so this right. person's like, I've worked in venues for years and just really needed to add this, that beware of standing capacity versus seated capacity. There may also be different capacity changes depending how the room is set up. Circular versus long. A portable bar, blah, 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 is completely going to bone you in terms of your space. Um, So, yeah, anyways. That doesn't make any sense to me that that even happened but that's fucking crazy and hilarious to be the server there and to be like guess what happened tonight you never forget that in your whole life and that is actually a wedding you will never forget at absolutely all. not you're you're like well we were the table trapped dead in the middle no one left to go to the bathroom I don't even know how we got in there you know I mean you're sitting here going like did the venue owner they're like oh yeah 200 standing capacity for like when arcade fire plays like it's like no this is a wedding bros um i don't know if we want to get into this this is crazy too and this goes into your packing accounting for everything M- mm-hmm. more is always going to pay off listen to this shit off that reddit thread oof <laughs> went to a wedding reception where the venue ran out of plates and glasses. 
the couple were the nicest folks ever and they had waited a decade to get married because they were paying for everything themselves and I don't think anyone ever told them how bad it had gotten which is very sweet but now this person's shitting on them on Reddit okay so over a dozen of us had to stand through the ceremony not enough chairs at the same venue because there weren't enough chairs and that was a sign of things to come (laughs) while the couple was taking pictures after the ceremony the reception set out a simple few simple appetizers like veggies and dip and cheese and mustard and one pack of paper plates that's not a good harbinger for what's to come it was nowhere near enough plates for the people in attendance or for the food that was set out people raided the dessert bar for plates and napkins yes before the couple even arrived but that still wasn't enough to get them through the appetizer hour there were piles of uneaten appetizers because there were no plates to put anything on Then within about an hour to go on the reception, the staff cleared the dining tables of the plates and glasses that there wasn't already enough of. But the bar was out of glasses and wouldn't serve anyone who didn't provide their own glass for their order. Want a glass of water, but your table has already been cleared? Too bad. You're going to stay drunk and dehydrated after dancing. So then people raided the coffee station for mugs so they could either get water from the server or a drink from the bartender but then nobody could have any coffee people (laughs) were taking strangers unattended used glasses so they could get water from the bartender it was so gross it's woodstock 99 andrea yeah and the totally is People are people are like, oh, that's going to be ten dollars. People are dancing a poopy pee water. (laughs) (laughs) And the dessert bar was out of plates and napkins because as you as we heard, they all took them during the appetizer hour um, because there just were no appetizer plates in excess. So the bride and groom didn't um, they didn't go over the advertised capacity and they were so distracted by their joy that they didn't notice basically refugee um, camp behavior had broken out during the wedding and that's a bunch of sweet people to not complain about it but when you're in the bathroom rinsing your coffee mug so you can get get another martini that is fucking crazy I mean that's why I just always bring my own sippy wine cup with me everywhere I go now you know you just never know you just never never know what's gonna happen Uh, that's fucking bonkers I I I just you can see how this and, and that's the thing is like you just drove out like two hours into the countryside. Like that's why the packing portion of the on-site catering is like you triple check. And even then you bring more than what you think you're going to need because there is nowhere to procure anything. Should you forget anything, anything. Plus we all know that those towers of fucking glasses could fall over at any minute. God, I know. I know it is it's it's incredible that they go off as well as they do. And that's why the people and the companies who are the best are the best. And that's why a lot of people think it's a business they can get into. And you will find out the hard way that you shouldn't have gone with them. Okay, all right. Let's get into dinner service, shall we? And the food Um, and the food itself. Dare we? (laughs) All right. Let's go with the the all classic chicken, beef or fish. Huh? The classic. This is the. Food. This is like 
every wedding you've kind of ever been to where you like either tell them what you want beforehand mm-hmm. um, or you get there and you check something off the list when you're there. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> which which means that you as the cater waiter, depending on which way they went, you're just going to have a lot of leftover fish that you all maybe get to eat later because everyone Absolutely. wanted it's, chicken and it's beef. It's probably going to be like a like a like a chicken with some sort of cream sauce. Um, a beef Wellington, I'm going to say that, or yeah, like, like a, like a shrimp or a fish vegetable option with a uh-huh. pilaf. With a pilaf. It's <laughs> always a fucking pilaf, man. And, <laughs> and I feel for you if you choose the vegetarian option, cause no one's done that right. Uh, even right now, you know, culinary leaps and bounds have been taken and the vegetarian or vegan option is a real bummer. <laughs> Hope you packed yourself a PB and J. I mean, this is some basic bitch shit, but, you know, some people can pull it off and it's totally fine. I've been to a lot of weddings where it's like everything's good. If there's usually like a nice, delicious side or something or other and everything's just fine. I don't need shit to like blow me away, you know? No. Like it it just needs to be like pretty tasty and like does the job so I I don't get too totally drunk with your open bar. Exactly. I that's these are the two. These are the two boxes that need to be checked pretty tasty and enough and enough of it because this is just kind of my freestyle free association I mean food is the part that everyone at a wedding will remember um they they don't remember if the bride was beautiful if the venue was breathtaking (laughs) if the food stinks and there wasn't enough of it everyone will hate you gossip about your wedding and it will go down as the worst wedding of all time in their book it is like they're there for the fucking food you know it's, it's like true. uncle uncle dale's pissed that he's like out in a cornfield for some reason and they ran out of chicken and you know that toddler only eats chicken cuz men are just like and it sucks i think we as people who serve but then also have been you know married you know or have mm-hmm, friends mm-hmm. who have put it on it's like you have to go with the basic bitch shit because you've got all these like your parents friends who are old and grumpy you've got your relatives who are old yep. and grumpy and if they don't get their chicken or beef all hell's gonna break loose you know it's true it's absolutely true um some venues are doing like full menus now and and this could depend on if like you have enough money to throw and have a whole restaurant and you're letting people actually like provide a menu where you can each table orders and then you have a kitchen firing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, this shit exists. It's crazy to think that it does. It's pretty sexy. I I have not done that yet, but I I have absolutely I'm waiting and I'm ready. I had such a this was a menu at a wedding in Vermont at the 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 season of 14 weddings that I went to. Um I'm telling you, they did family style and you're like, this could go really, really wrong because of people don't have portion control, but mm-hmm. it was so generous and there wasn't mm-hmm. a bad portion of the dish that you could take. You could have what you wanted. I was so scared that they were doing family style mm-hmm. um, on the plates, but I had the most delicious, se- their their appetizer was like seasonal summer beautiful heirloom tomatoes all <laughs> chopped up with like fresh herbs it was a total um like artisanal farm to table fucking past yeah plate. i also did it, i did family style at yours my wedding as- absolutely your wedding was uh i think a lot easier to control because of the size oh yeah oh this yeah was, it was nice was, nice and tight oh nice yeah tight 
I think that shit's sexy. I'm about to go to one of those uh, later this later this uh, summer. But yeah, this other one that I'm talking about is I'm like, there are 150 people here. They're doing like family style in the middle of each table. I'm like, this could get real ugly. There could be hands being stabbed with you forks. Know, I'm like, sure there's 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 backup bowls and mashed potatoes to be had. Thank you know, God. It's not, there's going to be extra. But I do think family style. And I think for the server, it's... It's 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 definitely more genuine, but it's not a buffet. You know what I mean? It's not a buffet. Um, let's yeah. Which let's let, let's 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 lean in, shall we? Let's talk oh, about yeah. buffet. Uh, is it easy or is it not? I think it's. <laughs> I think I think it sucks either way. I think especially when you know you are the server that is like you're trying to you're the ones that has you have you're the one who's in charge of being like and and you may go and you have to tell the tables when it's mm-hmm. their turn yeah um, to get in line to the trough of free food that's being provided for you um, and clear the plates but you, you know sometimes you're always that table way in the back that gets to go last oh that table is is the ones who are hungriest are the ones who are least loved by the bride and groom that's just <laughs> a fact you're the people that they sort of someone made them invite and they don't know you so you're getting your food last and uh mm-hmm. that's how that's going but I and again it's from an emotional standpoint too like I get it if I don't know if financially it costs less versus people bringing out a plate of food because there's something about it that's like all right what am I at a cruise you know when you're in your really nice outfit slopping rigatoni onto a plate with a big spoon like I I just hate the way that feels I think it's just the way that it's been done you know things are different I've been to all kinds you know um, backtracking though. Oh yeah. To the, the, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to say past apps. <laughs> when there are past apps happening, I'm like, that's what's up at this wedding. Um, just, and I know we've talked about past apps before as far as like cater waiters, but just if you're the one with the Aaron Cheney, um, you're going to get probably eaten alive by wedding guests. Oh, and yeah. if you have the low ball shit, they're going to be like, keep it rotating. But I've been to weddings where the servers can't even get more than five feet from the kitchen door without everything being gone and nobody gets shit because like Uh -uh. it's it's like because guests because they're they're fucking monsters. They're like, there's I mean, and this sometimes too timing wise, you know, I'm not going to put it all on the guests. Thank God. Like usually this is not the fault of the kitchen or the servers at all. It's the fault of the bride and groom, the flow of the day. They maybe Mm -hmm. did that thing where the wedding at this point, the wedding itself was like four hours ago and people are getting fucking wasted wasted and hangry. And yes, I am that person who will lurk by the kitchen door and get my share, bitch. Uh, I will start gobbling them up right off that tray before (laughs) they can even do one circular, you know pass of the wedding because it just gets to a point where like it feels dangerous how drunk I am absolutely and and like let's remember like it it takes a lot out of everybody to like go to a wedding get ready for a wedding like participate in a wedding like there's a certain amount of drainage it does on the body whether you're part of the wedding or just there for the free food I mean you feel it Hey guys, thanks for listening to part one of our wedding two-parter. We will be back next week. I probably won't be back in voice, just uh, in listening, but we will 
uh, be back with part two, and hopefully Brooke will be with us then. Uh, yeah, I, I, you did great, Brian. I like Thanks. way to wrap it out for part one, babe. My college degree coming in handy. I do think you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you.